Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Wonderful. Well, you know, this is our uh, second uh, service in our uh, 40 Days of Thanks, and you've still got time to sign up to the 40 Days of Devotionals. Uh, They start being sent out um, on Monday morning, tomorrow morning, so you will get those. Oh, (laughs) that's my phone, isn't it? You do. (laughs) My phone keeps being stolen and photographs keep being taken. And uh, but then, you know, you you reap what you sow. So. Uh, so I actually found at Hattie and Daniel's wedding, I found a, a, a phone sitting down and I thought it belonged to the band that were playing in the reception. So I just took it and then I just took hundreds of photographs. And, but it turned out it was Josephine's. So. <laughs> but, you know, it's all coming back to me now tenfold. So, so we've started this 40 Days of Thanks and um, uh, the uh, series is designed to open up within your heart the freedom and power of God that is released as we declare our thankfulness and our praise toward God in every circumstance, in every situation. It's learning how to praise God and how to thank Him and how to draw close to the presence of God, how to understand how God is communicating with us and the, the nature of God um, is revealed in that praise and in that thankfulness. And so this morning I spoke on the language of thanks and actually how within our languages, um, I went through a number of different languages we have and how they are birthed in Scripture and how the Word of God is speaking through, uh, um, through our thanks that, that there is even within the, within the word thank you um, in the English, in the, the German, the Danish the Slovak, the, uh, the Czech, uh, the Finnish, it all comes from the same Hebrew word, uh, which basically means the, the knowledge of God. And, and, and there are a number of different languages in each language. Their, their word of thank you is a Bible word. It's a word which brings people back to Christ. And, and it's quite extraordinary. The people around, people around the world, they may not have any knowledge of God, revelation of God. They may declare they don't believe in God, but they're still speaking of God. And uh, which is what I just love. And so uh, we spoke about how the, the, that, um, the, the work of thankfulness germinates righteousness and how um, the righteousness is a right standing with God. It's a right place with God, that we are right with God. And, you know, we, we often want to, we want to get our life sorted out, don't we? we want, there's always that drive within our heart to get into that place where we're feeling just like, you know, I'm, I'm in the right place. And, you know, a work of uh, thanks is what brings us into that place. And so um, this, is, um, what I'm, this is the scripture that we spoke from. Isaiah 61 verse 11, it says, For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Um, can I just add in there, my mind just went to a completely different place while I'm reading the Bible. Um, the, uh, the NRG um, and the ladies' uh, conference, we've got Jenny Gilpin, as Cheryl says, coming up uh, for the ladies' conference. We've got um, Ollie Upton. Uh, what did I say? For the ladies' conference. Jenny Kilbin coming for the ladies' conference. Cheryl, you need to listen to me. 
Yeah, yeah. And we got Ollie Upton. Yeah, I've got to finish my sentence. She's always jumping in, you know. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> we got Ollie Upton coming from Australia. Ollie is my nephew, uh, and um, he is coming to do our NNG conference. He's um, uh, a youth pastor. Um, speaks um, uh, along in the state conferences. Uh, they have for the AOG, um, or is now the ACC Church Network um, in Australia, um, which is part of the Hillsong um, Network connected to. Uh, and uh, so he's doing the, uh, uh, he's, he's part of, um, he's, he's speaking at those state conferences and he's coming over to do our youth uh, and young adults NRG uh, big weekend. So that's exciting, isn't it? And uh, so re- I'm really encouraged. It's, it's obviously a personal uh, there's a personal excitement there um, just to have um, a, a nephew uh, come and minister, and he really is an amazing, amazing young man. So I really encourage you to be a part of that. Okay, um, you know, one of the things that we have in, in our praise and our, and our worship toward God is that our heart turns toward the things which God will bring to us. And as we praise Him, you're always aware of what comes back. You can't help it. It's kind of like going into the garden and you're, you, as you tend the garden, as you work with the garden, you're constantly aware of what the garden will bring back to you. Then you, you just think, you can see that even in the seasons when there isn't any fruit, um, you're, you're aware that fruit will come. You just know that in its time, there are more things coming back to us. And, and you know, one of the amazing things about um, amazing things about life, i found, is um, there are many places where we receive rewards that we didn't expect. We receive gifts that we, we didn't expect to find. Um, how many of you have ever found like a 20-pound note just lying on the ground? You pick it up, you look around, hoping no one's around, uh, so that you have to say to them, have you lost any money? How much was it? Um, <laughs> And uh, so just that idea of just finding something, being given something, gifts, spontaneous gifts, things which come to us. Um, I, one of the things that I never expected to receive in my life was um, an inheritance, any, any kind of inheritance. Uh, I never expected that um, I would be in a family where you can receive inheritance. And the first inheritance that I received, um, that we received, was um, Cheryl's grandmother, um, and uh, it never occurred to me when I married Cheryl that I might get some money along the way. And, uh, yep, yeah, double bonus. And uh, so, um, and, and here's the amazing thing that, that um, I remember just sort of receiving this, oh, I haven't done anything, that this is her grandmother and her grandfather's life. This is the life that they lived and the, 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 the wealth of their investments and the things that they've done ha- has come back to, to us, it's come to Cheryl, and I get to share in that reward. And so we were able to share in these rewards um, of an inheritance that we didn't deserve. It would, we hadn't worked for it, we hadn't, but because we were family, it was ours. And you know, it says in the Bible, it says in, in Colossians chapter 1, it says, uh, Colossians 1 chapter 11, it says, Being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you 
to share in the inheritance of its holy people in the kingdom of life. And Paul here is speaking to the church and he's saying to them, listen, as you give thanks to God, as you are praising God and thanking Him for what He's done, you're thanking Him because He has qualified you to partake in this incredible inheritance. And I don't know how many of you have received an inheritance. It's, um, it's something that as you get older, it's more likely to happen um, because family members start popping off. And uh, as they pop off, so there's the chance that you're going to get something. And it's kind of, you know, uh, I, I, as I say, I'd never really thought about receiving inheritance. I, I, I didn't, we received inheritance when my mother and father passed away. And unfortunately, I had to share it with my um, brothers and sisters. I'm youngest of six. And, you know, so only at that moment I realized what it, the, the disadvantage of being part of a large family. And, uh, <laughs> and so when my, my parents passed away, we, we received a portion of inheritance. It never occurred to me that, that there might be one. Now I'm beginning to realize, oh, Cheryl's parents are still alive. And... Uh, <laughs> And they're looking unfortunately well as well. It's like, oh my word, there they are, mid-80s, still cycle 30 miles. It's like, can't you, can't something terrible. Anyway, so we have to invite them up every so often just to make sure we're still in the will. And, uh, <laughs> but the amazing thing about an inheritance is it, it's something that, it's something that you receive that you didn't do. You didn't do anything to get that. You get it because you're family. Yeah. And God um, is speaking to us and Paul is speaking through this and he's saying, he's saying to the church, he says, listen, there, God has qualified you to partake in an inheritance. And the key of this qualification, there is a qualification to receive an inheritance and that's to live as a part of the um, as part of the family you know in um, in 2 Corinthians um, Paul is speaking to the church and they've got issues within the church they um, people have issues don't they and uh, churches have issues people's lives get messy how many of you noticed that, that life is messy um, and people's lives get messy and people make um, bad choices. We've probably all made some really bad choices. Choices we we regret making. And and Paul is speaking to the church at this moment in time. And and he's speaking to the church. And and he's saying to them in two Corinthians thirteen and uh, uh, verse. We'll read from verse three. Two Corinthians thirteen three. I'm reading the, in the uh, New King James. Do say, and it says, Since you seek a proof of Christ in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourselves as to whether you're in the faith, test yourself. Do you not know yourselves that Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? And this disqualified, that's quite a disturbing word. He's saying, what, what, what do you mean? Is he saying to them, unless of course you are, are no longer saved? 
I don't actually think he's saying that. I think the difference between being qualified and disqualified is the attitude of your heart. I believe it is possible to be disqualified of receiving the inheritance of what God has got for us without losing your salvation. You understand here? Paul isn't saying you're going to just, you're you're no longer saved, you no longer receive eternal life. He's talking about the, the inheritance of being in Jesus Christ. See, there are benefits of salvation, the Bible says in Psalms, that we may receive all his good benefits. In other words, when you give your life to Christ, there is an inheritance of being in the family. I've seen, I remember being with a family, and um, there was a mum and dad, and um, they had four children, um, and they had some um, wealthy family members, and The family members had passed away and passed on an inheritance to mum and dad and also to their children, a sizable sum. And in each one, they had an amount. And what happened is that one of the children was um, a drug addict and so they became disqualified for receiving it because they knew that if they received the inheritance, it would destroy their life. So they become disqualified but they weren't thrown out the family. They were unable to receive the benefit because by receiving it, it would destroy them. And you see, that hap- as that happened, you could, I could tell the, the turmoil within the family, but it was a wake-up call to the person who was a drug addict and eventually they were restored back into the family. They were restored, their lifestyle got healed. And it could have been that that was part of the, 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 the sort of thought, hang on a sec, I'm losing out here. I'm missing out on the blessings of life. And, and I, I want you to understand that we can become disqualified by the attitude of our heart, by, by the, the ungratefulness of our life, or even just, just plain old-fashioned sin that we think is okay. Tom Rawls Last week's, but we don't talk about sin much, do we? It's quite old-fashioned. It's a, it's a Bible-thumping word, isn't it? Sin. But sin is something which everybody does and nobody admits to. Sin is something that it pervades into our life like a cancer. It eats into, into us. And we, we either give into it or we stand up and say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Paul says in this verse, he goes, he says, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. See, that's speaking of Jesus Christ. Jesus died. At at his weakest moment, he destroyed the strongest powers of hell on earth. In his weakest moment. And what that means for you is, we also are weak. How many of you sometimes are aware of your own weakness? We also are weak, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. In other words, we're weak, but the power of God is still working in us because we are dependent on him through our thankfulness and our praise. In other words, the power of God is released in us as we begin to declare and as we begin to praise God and say, God, I thank you. I know that I'm weak. I know that I struggle. I know there are many issues in my life. But even though I'm weak, the power of God works for me. And we have to understand there is a power that is in God. Paul is speaking to the church and he's saying, he's saying I don't want you 
to be disqualified from the blessings that come to you. Disqualification comes by steading out of alignment. God wants us qualified to reach, to receive the blessing. But to be qualified, we have to be in alignment for where the blessing flows. If you're in the wrong place, you can't receive the blessing. If you want to receive what flows from the river, you have to be in the river to receive what flows. It's no good standing in the, in the desert wondering where the river is. river doesn't flow in the desert. The river flows in the valley. And we spend our life in the desert getting dry through our own attitude, our heart, our just plain old-fashioned sinful life issues. And we go to the desert and we wonder why we dry. But God wants us in a place where the, the fruitfulness of his kingdom begins to flow in our life again. And so I, wanna, I want you to understand that God wants you qualified for the things of God. In Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, verse 23 in the NIV, it says this. He says, I thank and praise you, God, of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made me to know what we asked of you. You have made known to us the dream of the king. See, I need you to understand something about how thankfulness qualifies us to receive great power. Power is what will change your life. Power is what empowers you to overcome, to deal with the struggles that you have, to deal with the mind games that go off in your head, to deal with the issues in your life, to the people around you who do not know God, the the circumstances of life. Power is what enables you to overcome. Power is what helps you deal with sickness. Power is what helps you deal with depression. Power is what helps you deal with the issues of debt. You have power to do something. The person who does nothing is the person who's powerless. If you take my hands and, and bind and bind my wrists, and bind my feet, and, and gag me, um, then that's called someone who's, being, who's powerless. I don't have power to have choice, but power is having the full faculty of our thinking, our mind, our vocabulary, and being able to communicate the very things that God has got for us, and to be able to communicate, the key of communication is to worship God. It's to praise Him. It's to lift up His name. Go and say, God, I thank you. Because it is in the weakness of our heart that power is revealed. And there is nothing more greater demonstration of the vulnerability of our heart is to say, God, I thank you. We spoke this morning about how when we travel, um, you travel abroad, the first thing you learn when you travel abroad, the first word you learn is thank you. And what you're showing to the people is, I have no clue what you're saying, but I'm going to show servitude. I'm going to show respect. I'm going to show that I appreciate what you're doing. I don't know what you're saying, but I'm going to say thank you in your language. And that way, you show, you, you just, it's a kind of a, it's a verbalized dip of the head. It's like, I give you respect. I'm, I'm doing my best to make a point of connection. And that is what happens when we come to God. We say, God, I thank you because God is the king that reigns over all. And in our weakness, great power is released. We are qualified to receive an inheritance. Now, in Psalms, which is where I want to come to, in Psalms 97, 
There's a wonderful translation. It's called the New English Translation. Uh, we don't use it all the time. But it says in Psalms 97 and verse 11, it says this, The godly bask in the light. The morally upright experience joy. I really love this verse. It goes, The godly bask in the light. In other words, those who worship God. I said, we said this morning that thankfulness germinates righteousness. And righteousness is simply being in the right place with God. It's being, is everything in your life being right? It's making it right, which is a good feeling really, isn't it? It's nice to be right occasionally. <laughs> and, and when you're right, then you're in a right place. It says, the godly bask in the light. In other words, the godly are those in the right place. The godly are not those who've attained some super spiritual greatness because of some brilliance of their holiness. We are holy because God makes you holy, not because you did anything to be holy. We're holy because God set you apart and he washed you clean of all unrighteousness, of all sin in our lives. He cleanses us by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? We are cleansed by Jesus Christ and He makes us holy and He sets us apart. It's an extraordinary message of grace. It's an extraordinary work within our heart. As we begin to thank Him, we're stepping into a place where we could just bask in the light of God and experience great joy. And I know that in this house, people experience, they go through seasons of pressure they go through seasons of debt and poverty and sickness. You go through seasons where you're just going through many of those things. And I know that we, we live in a season that is, that is trial within Aberdeen. But, but I want you to know that for those who thank God shall bask in His light. And I, I need you to understand that we're going to bask in His light tonight. And we're going to bask and experience the joy of the Holy Spirit as we begin to break the cycles of debt and poverty, as we begin to break the cycles of sickness and break the cycles of depression and dumb thinking. I think we should just have a, do a whole series on breaking dumb thinking because I think most of our problems exist in our brain and our brains do go to stupid places. Our brains just go places that we didn't ask them to go but you find yourself going down that road thinking things we shouldn't think. And so that, those thought processes, how many times have you had an argument with someone in your head that they don't even know you're annoyed with them? And in your head, they've replied. And they've told something back to you. And you've gotten really cross with this answer. And now you're really angry with them. And you've had another right go. When you meet them... <laughs> The poor person's got no idea why you're savaging them. with <laughs> Cold shoulder, walk away. And they're like, I don't know what happened. You've had an argument, they weren't there. <laughs> That's how crazy our brains are. And we have to bring our brain into a place of righteousness and bring it into a place, and there is no better place than when we come into a place of just thanking God. God, I thank you. See, when you thank God, you begin to bask in His light. 
And I really, I wanted to start to declare a break of, of um, the cycle of those events of your life. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.